Hi, this is Bob Shaw. You're listening to Top Shelf Hockey. All things hockey, all the time. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Top Shelf Hockey. So much to discuss, a little bit off the rails here, kind of random as well. But uh, Mulhart, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, let's get right to it. First things first, fantasy woes. I think that's what we're going to call this episode. Oh, man. Um, you know, uh, analytically, I think you still have one of the better picked teams um, week in and week out. It looks like the projections uh, looked pretty good. Um, obviously, you know, this week's been a rough patch. And, uh, you know, I don't know, but uh, you're still in the game. We're still, all four of us are still in the top uh, five, I think. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's too it's early, um, but what are your thoughts on your fantasy team initially this at this early stage? Yeah, I think um, this week, notwithstanding, I think, it, I've you know, my team's done pretty well. Um, in each of the first three weeks, I think I placed like third or fourth in points. Um, so like pretty consistent. Um, but unfortunately, I ran up against you. And now this week, I'm against our mutual nemesis, Parth, who's been, <laughs> you know, like absolutely crushing it. Um and so I feel like I, I, I keep getting like the, the short end of the stick when it comes to these matchups. Um, but yeah, I think I'm not, I'm not too depressed now, I guess, even though I was kind of breaking down in the group chat a little bit. But, no, um, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, same I, here. Yeah. Yeah, same here for me, man. I, um, th- this, th- you know, it's been, I started off great. You know, I was 2-0. and I, I had a good uh, comeback yeah. win against you thanks to... Uh, yeah, huge win. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl. And uh, you know, had like six assists. Yeah, he had six assists yeah, six that assists. night against Ottawa. <laughs> and that saved me. And I think your goalie. Um, yeah. I think you had the Minnesota Gibson. goalie. So Yeah, Gibson and Talbot both did not do well. Yeah, Gibson. Yeah, with Anaheim. Yeah, as well. So they both kind of self-destructed. And I kind of snuck by there. Um, but, you know, week the you know week three, I came close, lost that one by about eight or nine points. So tough loss there. But then this one, this one's just been a complete disaster. My team's just just not performing. Uh, to give you an example of how bad this is, um, today alone, uh, I think when I signed when I first checked my team today, it was like I was projected to get around um, close to around one hundred and twenty something points, which is not good because originally they were expecting one fifty five. And yeah. uh, over the course of like the hour, I'm down to projected one eleven. And it's just, uh, you know, it, you know, I remember when I had, uh, and I, like I mentioned to you earlier, I had uh, like 30 points and you had minus like 10 or minus 20. Yeah, I don't even remember how you had like a whole bunch of negatives. <laughs> and now you're ahead of me. So like my players are just not performing. Like, you know, I, mean, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like I drafted a good team. They just, they're just not performing. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're getting negative points. Uh, line A is pissing off the Columbus coaches. He's getting benched. <laughs> Tavares, so that's a good, that's good he, he did. He, he was one of the few that actually did well. But other than Shifley, no one really got more than four points today for me. So that was a huge letdown. Now, uh, you know, I love Alok and I don't want to uh, <laughs> insult his team. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at his roster against my roster. I'm going, how the heck am I losing? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing because yeah. this, this, uh, this format um, with the matchups and stuff, like the, the aggregate scoring makes it like um, a lot more like – your chances fluctuate like way more than they used to. Yeah, yeah. So I was just saying that um, that it's a lot more volatile this season now that we're doing these matchups instead of like the aggregate scoring where it's just like a standings. Now it's 
like you kind of want to hope that you you get hot at the right moment and you hope that when your team is not doing so well you're playing against an opponent that's also not doing so well so it's a lot of luck involved now no absolutely i uh, i agree with you there um here i am i'm hoping that uh you know i need uh thatcher demko to not do well and he just let in a goal so uh <laughs> yeah you're closing in here pretty it's it's you know it's a nine point lead for him and uh but you know he's got a lot more players playing like after today i don't have a whole lot of forwards playing i have some defensemen playing maybe some goalies but um so i'm gonna need flurry and jake allen and hopefully grubauer can come back soon and get me some goalie points what are your thoughts on the season so far you know who surprised you who's uh really disappointed you um i don't know there haven't been too many big surprises um like in, in the Canadian division, I kind of expected Toronto and Montreal to be in the one-two position. Um, and like Edmonton, same thing, being like an average team, being massively dragged by Leon and, and Connor. Um, I didn't think the Canucks were going to be as bad as they were. I don't know if you want to get into that, but um, like against, like they've, there's like six and 10, but they played three games, three games against my sense. And if you take those out, like they've been really bad. Um, and I didn't think they were going to be that bad. I didn't think they were going to be like a, like a, 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 like a contender, like a bonafide contender, but I thought they were going to be decent. Um, and they've been really bad so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, um, obviously I tweeted, they'd be much better than they, they would be. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> you dug up that tweet and you really, uh, made me look like I have egg on my face, but you know, this season has <laughs> been a complete write up. I mean, I've seen the most optimistic people on Twitter that are Canucks fans just giving up in the towel. Uh, I was talking to Rory earlier and he told me he's just, you know, he's focusing on school. I mean, that's how bad this has gotten. We're <laughs> focusing on school because that's less painful than watching that, this team play. I mean, it's, you know, I, I remember you just in there, you're like, you know, I'm just gonna go do, read some econ homework or whatever, you know, it's just, it's yeah. so bad. <laughs> I've never seen it. I, I I don't, you know, I, I don't think we've ever seen this in our lifetime. The Canucks be this bad, even when they were bad pre Pedersen. I don't think they were this bad uh, in the late nineties, the Messier era, you, you had the goon squad. So at least they were entertaining you. Yeah. Um, but, but this is, this is something beyond what anyone else would have thought. So this is just, I, I can't, um, I can't even begin to comprehend. Um, but yeah, no, I think for me, the surprise has probably been uh, Montreal's been better than I thought they would be. Um, but, you know, we, we talked about this earlier a little bit last, uh, last yesterday. So why don't you actually repeat this here for the podcast? Might be about, why do you think Boston is so good consistently? Because they got Krug taken away, Chara's gone, and they're still atop the Mass Mutual East Conference. And they're, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, they're they're likely to, yeah, I'm looking forward to that series. You know, that's a series I really want to watch. I hope it's a Boston Philly, uh, oh, yeah, you know, playoff series, and you know, because that's one of the best rivalries to watch. Um, I hope that goes to six or seven games. I want to watch Jack Edwards go crazy. Uh, I want to watch all that. I don't have a horse in that race, so I don't care who wins that series. I just want to watch some good, entertaining hockey. Yeah, for sure. Boston games are always a treat to watch. Um, yeah. As for why I think they they're consistently good is, um, you know. Uh, Yes, they lost Krug and they lost um, Chara, but as I was saying uh, yesterday, uh, you know, Chara, you know, the legend he is, he was, you know, at the end of his career and he's more of a bottom pairing defenseman now. Um, and you can kind of replace that pretty easily. Um, and Krug, um, you know, he puts up a lot of points and he's, you know, very uh, offensively gifted. 
but at five on five, he's not, you know, he's not a stud at five on five and he's more of a power play specialist, which you can, you know, you can replace. McAvoy's been doing really well um, in the absence of Grizzlicks who's injured for, who was injured for a while. Um, and so, you know, they were able to kind of internally fix those gaps that were created in their defense. Um, and then on forwards, they added, you know, Craig Smith, who's, you know, a very underrated player. If you look at some of these uh, underlying numbers, um, he consistently puts up, you know, a lot of expected goals and he's driving offense, you know, um, throughout his career, he's been very good at that. Um, and that fits in really nicely with what um, Boston already had. Um, so yeah, I think they just had a really good foundation um, and they had the internal pieces to step up. And of course they have a pretty good goal, goalie tandem as well in Halak and Ras. Well, wow, there, you've mentioned a lot there. First of all, uh, easy to replace, uh, you know, bottom pairing defenseman. <laughs> well, tell that to the Canucks. They lost Stetcher and Tanev and we have not. Yeah, we well, the thing with, with <laughs> the thing with the Canucks is they didn't really have that many top defensemen to start with. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, Quinn Hughes aside. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I did. I so Grizzlick's injured, right? You said so. When he comes back, they'll have another weapon on that blue line, which is um, yeah, yeah. Because originally know, he was impressive. on CP one, um, and McAvoy wasn't. Um, but then when Grizzlick got injured, McAvoy kind of stepped up. Um, and he, you know, he's been, I think, you know, for the last few years, he's been one of the best defensemen for my money. Um, but he's really shown that he can, you know, be a power play uh, quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the, that's and, – and then on offense, you know, the Bruins, they – I mean, Bergeron's like an ageless wonder because it's yeah. been like, what, like a decade since they – Yeah, played the whole line. And Marshawn and Bergeron are still putting up some pretty solid numbers. And, uh, you know, I just checked Bergeron's stats this morning because I was, I was trying to acquire him in a trade in fantasy. <laughs> and uh, he's got 15 points, I think, in 16 games or, or something like that. So he's uh, – you know, he's doing very well. Um, Marshawn, I haven't checked his stats, but, uh, you know, he – He's always he's yeah. turned into a pretty decent player offensively, uh, not just the goon that he is or the you know the punk he is, I should say. Uh, uh, but yeah, no. So speaking with the East, though, um, let's two other teams I want to get your uh, thoughts on. Uh, number one, the Caps. What do you think? Uh, how do you think they're going to do? Um, yeah, I think they're going to be kind of like where they usually are um, in you know the one or two spots. Um, maybe they'll challenge Philly for that that second spot in the in the division. Um, you know, the goaltending is really interesting for me um, because, you know, um, they were expected to have uh, uh, Hank back in or Hank backing them up. But, um, you know, he retired and now they have this uh, new guy, Vanacek, who's been you know pretty good um, recently. So that's been interesting to see um, kind of their new uh, you know, goalie tandem with Samsonov and Vanacek emerge, um, which is, you know, I didn't really expect them to be you know, as good as they've been so far. Absolutely. Um, and what do you, what do you do with the Rangers? You know, cause th- this is a team that's really underperforming um, compared to what kind of people thought. Uh, obviously you can't blame Alexi Lafreniere. He's still a, a rookie. And in this weird season, he's probably, you know, he's bound to struggle. So we can't judge him yet, but you know, I yeah. thought the Rangers would be better or better off right now than they have been so far. Um, uh, apparently though, they're getting rid of their blue line. Cause uh, you know, Jack Johnson, I think has finally gone to, I think they yeah. finally got rid of Jack Johnson. Well, I mean, that might be more of a plus. So, yeah, um, no, that'll, that'll, see them that'll help. From that. Yeah, um, yeah, I think New York's kind of, you know, always been one of those like tweener teams the last few years. Um, you know, you know, Lafreniere was, you know, a, a key ad, you know, through the draft. But, you know, he's a rookie. He's, 
I think, 19 years old, right? So it's hard mm-hmm. to, you, know, you can't really expect that much out of him coming in. And, you know, otherwise, they didn't really, you know, improve that much, um, you know, roster-wise. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's kind of reasonable to see, you know, them at where they are at right now. Um, I would add, though, that, you know, some of their offensive players have been underperforming. And I think we should move on to the Penguins. Okay. What do you think of... Uh... What do you think of uh, Burke's, uh, Burke and Hextall joining yeah. the Penguins and their new task? Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun for sure. Um, you know, Ron Hextall, he was kind of boring actually. You know, when he was GM of the Flyers, didn't make that many you know big moves. You know, compared to Holmgren, um, but you know, he he's, he's definitely a fiery personality, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see him you know as a GM of the Penguins with what they have. And I think Burke's always, you know, you can argue with his moves, but he's always been entertaining. He never hesitates to to make the big, you know, to make a big move. And I think that's what we need more of in the NHL, you know, more big moves like the NBA. Fun to see them, you know, try to get the last, you know, squeeze the last few um, seasons out of Crosby and Malkin. Yeah, no, I think I think Burke's he's at that stage in the career now where he's not really the the guy making the big GM moves anymore, like he wasn't in Calgary. Yeah. Um, but he'll give um, a much needed kind of uh, fiery, you know, motivation and a public image perspective of, you know, things are looking pretty fiery and great in Pittsburgh. I think that'll help him. Um, do you, do you, can you see Crosby walking away from the Penguins though? There's rumors that he would only go to the Montreal Canadiens. Some people say he could go to a stack team like Colorado to oh, win really? another Stanley Cup. No, no, I feel like he, I feel like he, I don't know. I don't know him. I've never met him. I don't know what he's thinking, but I feel like he, you know, based on the decisions and the decisions he's made um, over his career, you know, taking less money, you know, obviously this is the whole 87th superstition, but, you know, he's been pretty loyal to the team. Um, and I feel like we shouldn't really expect anything else um, but that. And, you know, he's kind of the king in Pittsburgh. I don't know if he wants to, you know, go somewhere else, you know, in the late, in the later stages of his career where he's not the guy. Um, yeah, but I think he's going to want to stay there. And if they can kind of, you know, try to, you know, fix out some of the flaws they have in their roster, um, it could be, a, you know, it might not be the worst situation for him to stay. Yeah, no, I think it depends on what he wants. I mean, obviously, if he wants to go home, play in Canada, play in Montreal, where he childhood team, he could go there. Um, Colorado, again, like you said, he would not necessarily be the, well, he would, anywhere Crosby go, he's going to be the face of the franchise. Yeah. Um, he's just, you know, he's too big to not highlight but obviously you've also have all their players you know mckinnon in his own rights very talented player miko rantanen um yeah so he would well, have he to has a lot of, of he still has a lot of years on his contract so you know is, so is he a free he's not a free agent trade. this year right how many years has crosby no, still he's he's on contract until 24 25 i just looked oh wow so yeah he's got four more years after this one so if he you know if he moves it's gonna be via trade um, I don't know. I don't. I personally wouldn't want to be the GM to trade away Crosby from Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, can you get a big uproar? Yeah, yeah. That would that would definitely not go down well. But you were talking about Montreal, and I think if anyone was going to have the balls to trade for Crosby, it'd be Mark Bergevin. So yeah, maybe no, definitely. <laughs> we can hope for it. <laughs> it would be nice to see him in, in a Canadian team. You know, just the you know they would give Montreal their big name. You know, you got McDavid with. Uh, the, the Oilers and you've got uh, Marner and Matthews with the Leafs. Obviously there's rumors that Matthews is going to leave for Arizona or uh, elsewhere. 
Um, yeah. A lot of people have been pushing it, but to be fair, some of them are also dinosaurs of hockey. Um, <laughs> Burke's been pushing it. Uh, Don Cherry has been pushing it, which uh, I don't know about you, but I think the new podcast is a lot better because I think it's just him and his family. And they're just telling stories now, like just literal yeah. random stories. Like, yeah, dad, when you used to coach in the seventies and stuff like that, like it's, I think it's better. It's he's, uh, he's done pretty good on the podcast it's you know there's some funny clips and stuff but uh some of the opinions are obviously you know you can disagree with this takes i think it's more the stories that i like about don cherry because mm, yeah. that style of hockey is kind of not there anymore some of the stuff you know you can't uh um, but i think he was saying once where you know he, he was criticizing how the leafs were um drafting all these european players but then for free agency we're going out and getting all these ontario kids like simmons and thornton and it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way, right? You draft who the best players in the draft are. And then for free agency, you know, people want to come home. You got to add depth and size. And they happen to be Ontario kids who wanted to play for the Leafs. So you got Spezza and Simmons and Thornton. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, moving on from that, um, any other particular team you want to talk about? I think Chicago's had a nice little story for a little bit. They, I, I know they, they, they yeah. fell apart this game. But uh, they, you know, were expected to be like past the years of – um uh, you know, Kane and Taves, but although Taves, Taves, Taves got hurt today. So uh, a pretty nasty hit, I think. Like he, he got, oh, yeah. he, he fell on the guy and then I think he, he hit his nose on the ice or something. I don't know. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. I, I didn't realize he was back from injury. Oh, I, I don't know if he was back because he got hit today. So uh, that could uh, okay. complicate things for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they've had, they've had all these like random you know players just kind of come up and perform big like um, this kid like P.S. Suter he had like a hat trick you know a couple weeks ago and he's been decent um, um, and then the goaltending Lankinen has been really good um, I've never heard of this guy before this season and you know he's been standing on his head um, and, you know I thought you know, goaltending was going to be a big problem for Chicago um, with you know Crawford leaving and Lehner gone you know via trade. Um, but, you know, they've had, you know, kind of unusual players step up for them. Um, and so they've been, you know, better than, you know, we expected them to be. But I don't expect them to, to keep up, you know, for a whole season. Yeah. All right, man. Last question. Any other team you want to bring up or anything else you want to bring up before we uh, wrap this up? Um, yeah. I, I, well, I, I kind of want to talk about, um, I guess it's more like kind of me venting my fantasy frustration. Go ahead. Um, but as you know, I drafted Jeff Skinner uh-huh. um, in the fantasy, and he, you know, if for those who don't know, you know, two years ago he scored, you know, what was it, forty goals, um, and he had a down year last year. And I expected him, you know, because if you look at his shooting percentage over the years, it'll go up, it'll go down, it'll go up, it'll go down. And so I was expecting um, after a down year, he was going to bounce back, maybe not to the heights he was, you know, two years ago, but you know, to a decent, at least, you know, like in the twenty to thirty goal range. Um, if you prorate that, um, you know, to the you know, however many games they're playing this season. But um, lo and behold, you know, Ralph Kruger has decided to bench him. And that caused me a lot of frustration with my fantasy team because, uh, or not bench him, but play him on the fourth line. Oh, you know, with man. guys like Rasmus, <laughs> Asplund, and Riley Sheehan, you know, you know, which is a pretty big drop from playing with, you know, Jack Eichel. Or Sam Reinhardt. Absolutely, yeah. And so I don't know. I just kind of want to talk about like how coaches utilize players, right? Like Jeff Skinner is like, he's a flawed player. He's not good at you know defense, and he might not be the biggest offensive driver, but he can shoot. Um, and you know, similar to Patrick Lining, right? Like they have like a really specific skill set. Um, 
And I feel like it's more productive instead of, you know, benching them when they're not doing, you know, the other things, right? You know, and instead you should be trying to kind of maximize that one skill set that they do have and, you know, putting them in a place where they can, you know, convert all those chances that other players are converting or creating for them. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you... Yeah, yeah no. About how I, well, teams coach players like Liney and Skinner. Well, yeah, no, actually, I thought you. It's a good thing you brought up Liney because I was just gonna say I was like, that's a specific like a coaching thing. There are a couple. There's certain types of coaches in the NHL that do that, and it's kind of the more defensive mind first coaches. Um, Ralph Kruger is one of those. I remember like back when I used to watch Oil Change back in the day when he was with the Oilers. He used to be a tough yeah. defensive minded guy with the Czech national team or whatever. So. Uh, he wanted to bring that kind of approach to the Oilers and wherever he coaches now, a head coach. Um, Torts obviously is known for that. I think Guy Boucher might do it. So there's some of these coaches where they expect the star players to also play be two-way forwards. And sometimes, you know, and if you don't have two-way forwards on that team, they're not going to fit the role. Like, for example, you know, uh, I think when Torts came here, he wanted the Sedins to block shots and do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they're not nat- natural penalty killers. So that's, you know, your penalty kill is not going to be good. One of them is going to block a shot, get hurt. That's what happened that year. Um, you know, there, there are certain players like Ryan, like he, they, those kind of coaches need players like a Ryan Callahan or, a, you know, a Patrice Bergeron or, a, or a, yeah. you know, maybe a Ryan Kessler, Johnny Taves. Um, but you can't give him someone like if you had Phil Kessel on a Tortorella team. Oh, can you imagine a t- Phil Kessel on a Tortorella team. Oh man, <laughs> he the guy yeah, had a melt, he, the guy has a meltdown and and with Ron Wilson, and Ron Wilson's yeah. on sports <laughs> and saying that oh Phil's just uh, Phil Phil's too emotional. If Torts was his coach, <laughs> oh man, I, I would pay to see that. I, I, to see that locker room. <laughs> I, I, I the, the only time they've ever been together is I think when they're on Team USA together, but that's like an Olympic yeah. tournament and Torts isn't the head coach. But oh my God, can you imagine in an oh, NHL man. season like? Uh, Kessel getting benched on the fourth line because he's in one of his dry spells and him just crying on the bench and just, uh, you know, he's got his head glove, his face in his glove. It, it would be hilarious. He'd, he'd want out of uh, whatever city that he was in in like two weeks. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah I think, you, yeah, you just got to, like, at some point you have to realize that players not going to be molded the way you want them to mo- be molded and, you know, just try to maximize what they do have. Um, and so I don't know. I hope Skinner gets a chance at um, on the top line because he's been he's been taking a lot of shots and creating a lot of you know scoring chances. They just you know haven't been going in, and he hasn't had the most skilled line mates because of it. So I guess the takeaway is give your players a chance, you know, to succeed. Yeah, for sure. No, I I agree there. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, thanks Mulher for coming on. Uh, it was great talking to you. Uh, got yeah, some good content. Uh, haven't done one of these in a while, so it's been great to just talk some hockey. And uh, always welcome to come back again and talk more hockey because, you know, I I know you and I know myself and both of us are not going to stop talking hockey and we'll always uh, have oh, yeah, stories sure. to uh, talk about. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy to be on whenever and have fun, have fun editing all those uh, malfunctions out of the way. Well, that's just a warning, right, to the people listening here. If you've made it this, If you've made it this far to the episode, Thank you, and uh, wow, you really have a lot of time. But no, thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening, and keep please keep listening.